0: If you've ever struggled the daily grind of making and keeping track of work orders, you have to check out EasyBeasy. EasyBeasy is easy to use, easy to learn, affordable work order and time clock app with unlimited users included with every subscription. Make and edit work orders anytime, anywhere you're working, at your desk, in your truck, on the job site, even on your couch. With EasyBeasy, you can easily copy work orders to use over and over, which is great for mowing and plowing. You can also keep track of employee timesheets, contact your customers, add notes, instructions, even pictures of your jobs. EasyBeasy works on Android and Apple devices or any tablet or computer. EasyBeasy also has a wide variety of reports so you can have all the info you need for billing right from your phone. Say goodbye to paying for extra users because everyone gets unlimited users on EasyBeasy. Try EasyBeasy for free for 30 days. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up. EasyBeasy is a simple work order and time clock app for mo crews, hardscape crews, and everything in between. Start saving time and money with EasyBeasy. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up today.
1: We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we want to talk to you all about overcoming objections, specifically, mm-hmm. kind of overcoming when people are like, oh, you are too high. That is yeah, just too high. Too
0: high or different fees? Uh, why do I need that?
1: Yeah. Well, and we wanted to talk about this because we actually just got done doing a training about all of this inside our Profits Up Inner Circle. And everybody liked it so much that we were like, we should probably do a podcast episode on this. Because these are the types of things that we are covering inside our Profits Up Inner Circle. It's all these little tips, tricks, tidbits that you're not going to learn by just like Googling how to run a landscaping business. It's things that you only know that we only know because we've been doing this for over 20 years. We learned it the long, hard way. And we're sharing that with everybody who is inside of our inner circle, because these are things that we all deal with as landscapers. And nobody likes when somebody's like, oh, God, you're just so higher. Why is that fee on there? We get frustrated and annoyed because we're we're like, duh, obviously we're the best and we're worth it. Eh." (laughs) But unfortunately, our customers don't always see that or think that. And so there is some, I hate to use the word convincing, like there's not that you have to convince them that you're Mm -hmm. worth it, but there's going to be some education and just explaining around it that you're going to have to do. And that's just something that I think a lot of landscapers don't think about. They think that their customers are just automatically going to know that they are an Mm -hmm. expert and worth it. And unfortunately, that's not the case.
0: Yeah. And we're going to go over some of the strategies today and like how to prevent some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, so we'll give you some of the best highlights. Like Mm -hmm. we said, we did this as a very full in-depth training and everybody loved it. So we're gonna share some of the good bits with you here today.
0: And I'm actually gonna share a little bit. We, even after that training, we had a person that reached out to us. They actually got questioned on a service fee that they put in their bids. And it's all laid out in their website. They made the customer aware of the fee will be happening before they even step foot on the property. And I'm going to share a little bit of that and how to overcome that. So everybody can, because I think it's something that everybody can relate to. Yeah.
1: These are all the hurdles and hoops that, like I said, these are the things that you encounter that you just never really thought about. Like when you started your business, you probably weren't like everyone's going to whine and complain about everything, but they do. (laughs) Not everyone. I shouldn't say that. Some customers are a dream, but you do have ones every now and again that just, they take just a little more warming up and sometimes they just don't know. So sometimes it just takes a little longer and that's okay. It's just a fact of doing business.
0: Yeah. And I I do want to preface the person that reached out. That's a member of ours. They said, you know, the customer wasn't angry about it, but was just questioning why the fee. Yeah. So again, they, they made them aware of it. The customer already paid their bill, but it was just questioning the fee. So yeah. I just kind of want to, I'll go into that here a okay. little bit.
1: Well, before we get started, I did just want to say that we also, inside Profits Up Inner Circle, have a training coming up on uh, CRM, yeah, customer software. Because once again, keeping in contact with your not only current customers that are coming in, but your past customers, there's a lot more to it than people realize. Mm-hmm. And so keeping yourself organized and having a way to stay on top of things is so important. So we've got yeah. a training inside our inner circle coming up. Yep. Let's get started. Let's just jump into objections. All
0: right. So first off, there there's a little bit of psychology about behind the when a customer asks, you know, why this or why is it so much? And we need to kind of, to me, look back at some of the psychology. And this is something I think Katie's really, really good at and, and looking at. So the first one is like the customer hasn't Perceive the value that you're offering them at the time, whether it's, you know, a fee for a service call or it's actually, you know, the cost of the final project. They just haven't, you know, you presented the price, they don't see the value for the price that they're giving. So I think it's kind of one of the things that you need to really look at it and be able to express to the customer the value that you're getting. Because when they first see that, it's too high. If they're seeing that or thinking that to me, they're automatically thinking, mm-hmm. I don't see the value of what you're giving me.
1: Unfortunately, I think it's been longstanding in the landscaping industry that there's the expectation that it's going to just be like, oh God, there's just like this guy with this truck who's yeah. going to show up and it's going to be cheap and yeah. I can pay him in beer and yeah. it'll be fine. Yes. And that isn't prevalent in other service industries as much as it is in landscaping. And I, I really feel like we're in an evolution right now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get rid of that because no, landscaping businesses are real. They're like legit businesses. This isn't just a guy who shows up in, or a gal for that matter, who shows up in a ratty truck that you can pay peanuts and be like, what if, you know, we knock him off if I, you know, do a little trade with you or something yeah. like that's just, no, we're leveling up. Well, we're becoming professional. So when people do see like Scott talked about like um, service fees or just like show up fees or design fees, people still do, they get all in a bunch about it.
0: Because there's still so many people that are, I guess, uneducated in the field and are just getting started and have no idea of all these costs and they just go do it for free or, or barter, like you said, or whatever. And, it just, it's,
1: and it's, it's just bad. because they don't know better because yeah. yeah. you don't know what you don't know. And when you're first starting out, especially, you don't know. So. Yeah. But I do feel like, like I said, we're transitioning towards leveling up the landscaping industry as a whole to keep up with these other service industries that I think people wouldn't have that expectation. Like if your furnace guy came out, they wouldn't be like, I mean, there's always gonna be that person that nickels and dimes and questions every single thing, but they already have the expectation that they're going to have to pay for a service call.
0: Or you go to the doctor, or you go to the lawyer or whatever. You're gonna you know, you have some yeah. of this.
1: Well, people don't equate landscaping yeah. with doctors and no, lawyers. They don't and think so it's uh, that's why I chose yeah, like yeah. uh it's more to me, it's more along the lines of HVAC stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So next thing is kind of the why and the psychology behind it is people already have a preconceived notion of what things should cost based on either their experience or somebody they know or something they looked up online. And this is something we, I know we've talked about before, but there's so much bad information online as far as like what things cost when it's truly like double that sometimes.
1: It's bad information for not only the homeowners, it's bad information for the business owners as mm-hmm. well. There's just, there's full of bad information. Well, there, there is. There, It's bad. It's just all bad. Yeah. So <laughs> it's,
0: it's one of those things when people have this notion and they see the price if they're not aware of all this it's going to be a sticker shock to them they're not going to be like they're going to just be like whoa hold on you know yeah. this is way too much and this is worth one of those things that is shocking to people if they're not aware the other one is is fear of being cheated where they feel like they're going to get ripped off or they are you know you are trying to rip them off and again to me it goes back to a little bit of, of you haven't presented the value of you know of your service or whatever you're doing the price
1: well part of Being a salesman is eliminating people's fears Mm -hmm. because people always have fears and they fear getting ripped off. They fear a lot of things. But part of your sales process is, and this just comes with time and experience, is you're going to have a little mental bank of this is what people are afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's it's usually this, 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 and this. And you have to speak to that in your sales process because the more you can eliminate their fears beforehand and in your sales process, then the better they're going to. feel about it
0: yeah and the last one we have here is just lack of awareness they're not sure of all the things that goes into building that patio all the things that goes into building this water feature they don't have all the ideas of like they think it's just you're gonna come dig a hole and magically there's a water feature there you know
1: yeah well think of it because if they were gonna build a patio themselves they'd probably just like dig it out go down to the home depot get some pavers and slap them down on the dirt and it will look like crap have weeds in it it will settle all over the place and be garbage they don't realize that to do it right, you have to dig it out. And then you've got to compact and you've right. got all of these steps and they don't know the materials. Yeah,
0: they, they, they don't have the equipment. They don't so understand. So in
1: their it. mind, they're like, oh, what's that going to be? What? You know, $1,000, $2,000 at yep. the most. Oh, sure. I'll pay that. But then when you come out and you're like, no, that's a $7,000 patio. And they're like, what? What? You have to explain the step, what all goes into it? Because they just don't know. <laughs>
0: exactly. And you made me think of something when you said that. Having done landscaping, I get people asking me, friends and stuff, hey, how do you do this? So I remember somebody asking me, they want to just put a little pad just for their their garbage cans and a little walkway off their driveway to the pad.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they thought you could just go to the Home Depot, get some papers, slap them down and call it done.
0: So they they (laughs) asked me, you know, how would I go about doing it? I said, well, you need to dig down, obviously depending on your pavers and all this and that. But I'm like, you need to get down, you need to put gravel base and compact and all that good stuff like well i think i'm just gonna go get some sand and put a little bit of sand down and throw the patio on there I'm like well it's not gonna last well it'll be good enough I'm like all right a couple of years later yeah, yeah that patio didn't just last very long I'm like Yeah, because you didn't put the base in there right. Because you didn't do it right. I told you.
1: But people, everybody thinks they know better. Everybody thinks they know better and and they know everything.
0: Yeah. So it's one of those things that, again, they're just not aware of everything that goes into that service or project that you're doing. Yeah, I do this
1: all the time. I have 110 million (laughs) ideas of things we can do to our house. And I don't ever think of the things that go into them. I just want it to look like what I saw on Pinterest. Yeah. And Scott's always like, no, we can't do this because of this, 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 and this. And I'm like, well, that stinks. You
0: know, HDTV is a big for like landscaping before I remember people watching all this stuff. They can get it done in the afternoon.
1: <laughs> no, it's not real. Yeah. So people don't know.
0: And kind of going back to the service fee that I said, one of our members reached out. Oh, this sure. is something this that you is know, he, he reached out and said, Hey, you know, this customer questioned me about our service fee that we have, you know,
1: and it was just a, like, call-out fee like yep. you go there it's just your service yep. fee to go out there and look at everything so it was
0: a service fee plus whatever the parts it was it was a uh, ir- irrigation. irrigation repair yeah so whatever the repair was and one of the things i i caution them on is, you know, don't get defensive about this. When the person questioned it, whether in this. Actually,
1: I would 180 that and not only don't get offensive, be like, Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. I am so glad you asked me about this. I would completely flip it and be like, you're right. There is this service fee. And some people probably think that, Oh my gosh, why is that on there? I'm so glad you asked because this gives you now I can tell you why. Mm -hmm. So I would, yeah, like I said, I would totally flip it. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. But this is something that I see. And I remember even my dad getting this. And I remember early on too. When somebody says something like, uh, oh, it's too much money or whatever, you kind of get defensive, not necessarily mad, but you get defensive and you start trying to defend your price, why it's this much and that, and that's not and the that's, right thing to do. Once
1: again, you have to yeah. flip that. Yeah. You have to be like, you know what? We are a little bit more expensive and I would love to tell you why.
0: Yeah. So again, th- those are just some of the whys, the, the psychology behind and what people are thinking. So I think it's important to kind of understand that. Well, in and order- a, well
1: I was just going to say, and to wrap up uh, the irrigation story. He then went to say, like, my people are certified, yeah, they're so. licensed, they are da-da-da. Mm-hmm. He went on and got into the nitty-gritty of, you know what, yeah, I actually have really good people, and they do a really good job, and they're licensed, and they have all the proper education, mm-hmm. and we have all the parts on our trucks ready to go, so we don't, it's, this isn't going to take four hours with us running back and forth yep. to the store 17 times. Yeah, so, so. He, he
0: did a really good job explaining, he sent the email over that he sent over to them just to make sure it looked good. I made a few suggestions, but everything was really good. But it's, to me, it's, it's one of those things that it goes back to education and, and understanding everything. So that's going to be actually one of our next things is kind of help preempt some of this stuff and eliminate some of these questions or these concerns. And to me, it goes back to the, some of the initial communication when we have with the customer.
1: Don't assume that they know things. Correct. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Don't talk down to them, but don't make assumptions about how much they know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So to me, it goes back from the initial contact point, whether that's going to be them looking on your website or them calling on the phone or, you know, filling out some form, there needs to be some kind of communication with that customer to do kind of the three things. So the three E's, they're called to educate, engage, and excite. The education to me is very important. And this goes back to help cover some of those things that educating the customer on what's involved in the project, you know, what's involved in doing a patio, what's involved in the hardscape or, you know, all those things, again, we want to educate them to make sure they're aware of all these things.
1: Especially if they're asking a lot of questions, like Mm -hmm. there's always gonna be that unicorn lovely client that is like, I don't care, here's a check, show Mm -hmm. up, get it done and make sure it's good. We all love those, but they're just, those are like Mm -hmm. unicorns, there's not a lot of them.
0: So going back to that example with the person with the service fee, Part of the service fee, they do a 15-point inspection on the, the irrigation system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can say that, you know, part of our, our service fee is we're giving you this 15-point inspection. So we're checking everything from the get-go. So you're not having to call me back next week and be like, hey, this is broke. Where we I charge listen. you another service yeah. fee to come out again. Yeah. So, I'm
1: trying to save you money. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's one of those things. We're educating the customer on everything we're doing. And I think it's very important to do that. The next one is the engage. This is where we want to ask them about, you know, if they have any concerns about, whether it's irrigation or, you know, if they have, they had any experiences in the past, they had another landscaper try to fix this or try to do that. And again, it's just trying to engage that customer and, you know, let them know that you care about whatever is going on. You know, going back to the example of the inspection, have you ever had an inspection done on your irrigation system before? More than likely not, you know, most companies are probably not doing that, so... By doing this, we can help avoid some of these additional costs. We'll make you aware.
1: Look, we have this 15-point inspection. Because when most irrigation professionals come out, they only do five. Mm -hmm. But here's the things that we see, that we look at that other people aren't looking at, and Mm -hmm. here's why that's important. Just over-explain.
0: Yeah, and the the next point kind of goes back to what Katie said. Flipping things around, being excited about this. You know, we can't wait to show you how thorough our, our inspection is. You know, once you're done going through this, You're going to have a clear view of everything that's going on. A clear understanding of, you know, this part's getting a little dated. This looks a little bit worn or whatever it is. You know, your timer's 30 years old. It could be used an update or whatever it is. You're going to to get a clear. So make sure you're educating, you're getting them excited. You're engaging the customers through all those things. And again, a lot of that goes back to me to the early conversation. So whether you're talking to them on the phone and you get out the phone and you're going to send them some emails and educating the customer on on our 15-point inspection or or whatever it is, you know, whatever your process is. So if you're going to do a pond, you know, how how are you going to go through it? What do you expect on this? This
1: is all that... The sales process doesn't end like the minute you make mm-hmm. the sale, especially like something like this, where it's more of like a maintenance thing. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like I said, we did, we just did a whole training on this and we're not doing the live training on it right now, but it is still inside the inner circle. So if you joined, you could get in and get this process. It's just, we pick like a topic that we're doing, like, like kind of like challenges we do every couple weeks, we pick one thing and go mm-hmm. through it really in depth. So we uh, make sure that everybody gets like one-on-one help with that. But anyway, I digress. I'm just saying it is in there if you're like oh my gosh this is exactly what i need it is available inside our yeah. inner circle still yeah
0: so again it just goes back to those three e's we need to make sure we educate engage and get them excited about this so next part is where we actually want to kind of look at how are we going to respond to that customer and do not
1: text back, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, crap. If, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the episode that came out before this, Scott was dealing with some contractors for the fire station uh, about an epoxy floor. And he literally had a contractor. Scott sent them information that had been kind of overlooked when they did the walkthrough. And Scott sent this information and they replied back, ugh, like UGH, literally. Yep. Like, please don't do that.
0: That was all I said. I'm
1: yeah. Like, so we're not going to do yeah, that. No. That's not how we're going re- to reply to things.
0: No. So what we want to kind of look at is what's called the pillars of persuasion. Now, again, I don't want you to look at persuasion like in a bad way. We're not persuading them to to buy.
1: This isn't like when you say that, that I think of, what is that, the Jungle Book, where it's got the snake and his eyes go in the circles, and it's like, I will get you to do this, (laughs) trying to like, you know, hypnotize you. Sorry, that's just what popped in my mind. That is not it. It's just, to me, the persuasion is more once again, educating and just trying to get that person to see a different point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the first thing is we want to start, you know, appreciate them for asking that question, acknowledging, yeah, I understand that why you have that question, you know, can I go through and explain what this fee covers? You know, do you mind, you know, just acknowledging that? The next one is kind of the commitment and and consistency. So, you know, we've been committed to providing top service in in this area for 20 years. We have 20 years experience. It's going to make it that much faster when we come out there. We're not going to be wasting your time or guessing, second guessing and trying different parts. We're not just parts changers. You know, those those are the types of things. You can kind of get into social proof. So we just had this customer last week, you know, that we just had the same kind of concern about our price on this or that. And here's what we did for him. And here's what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just, you're giving a proof of why your price is this or the service fee is this. So again, it's just social proof. You can get get into the authority, you know, well, like they mentioned the person, all their employees have been trained. They have, they're state certified. So again, just kind of establishing your authority through the whole process. Yeah, let
1: them know, be loud and proud that they have that certification don't hide it
0: (laughs) yeah and it, it those are just the kind of the some of the pillars that you need to kind of look through and make sure that you're addressing when you're talking to the this customer here and then so again now we you know we've talked to them but again it goes back to the very beginning everything's communication this whole process is communication and we want to start it off on the right foot like we said earlier and this could be done through again a series of emails it could be on your website this is one of the things i recommended to that person was on their website when they talk about the 15 point inspection
1: mm-hmm.
0: is to put in there and like they have a faq section yeah. what is the 15 point inspection and i would cover give it a fancy name too yeah. i would be
1: like this is the best Dagon 15 point inspection that you'll mm-hmm. ever see in the state of texas yeah. like whatever like yeah. <laughs> give it a fancy name make it yeah. sound amazing
0: <laughs> yeah the next thing is educating the customer because uh, we talked about earlier they're just unaware of what things cost this can be done a couple of different ways. You can do case studies. So you can have, and I'm not talking necessarily doing full interviews, but you can say we have this project that we installed this water feature on. Then they had a hill that, you know, that we able to put this beautiful waterfall in it and just telling them the price, sharing some before and after pictures and just establishing yeah, what like they've done.
1: have pricing in your brag book. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have pictures in their brag book, but if you can attach pricing to it, I think that mm-hmm. it's just one more added step to helping people understand how much it costs because they just don't know. Cause like we have a bubbling rock in our front yard and I'm sure people would be like, Oh, I would love for you to put that in mm. front of my house for two hundred dollars. And we're like, fat chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is never happening for two hundred dollars. But they just don't know. So if you have a brag book that has something in there, just put a little pricey price by it. And a little asterisk of, you know, they may vary because things do vary, but it gives them at least some kind of benchmark. They're not gonna think that they could get this whole thing, yeah, for like yep. a couple hundred bucks.
0: The other thing too is, is having like blog posts on your website that talks about, you know, what does irrigation repair cost in, you know, your city and state? You know, what does a pondless waterfall cost in this? What's landscape lighting cost? You know, just having those things on there. And again, putting some, there could be price ranges or brackets of starting at this or whatever you want to list it, but having those prices on there. So as soon as you get out the phone, as soon as you find out what the customer wants, you send them an email with this blog post or this case study or testimonial, whatever it is. You're sending this off and you're educating the customer. And it might be a series of different things. It might be an email educating what your stuff costs. It could be what's could expected when you show up on the to do the estimate or what you know what the process is. All these things again goes back to education. And it could be eliminating a lot to me, it eliminates a lot of this questions of why you cost more, why it costs this, you know, for the service fee because we're educating the customer. And I've never heard
1: anybody complain that they got too much communication. Literally have never heard that.
0: So those are just kind of the big things that we need to be looking at when we're looking to respond to the customer. You have anything else that you can think of? I think you covered
1: a lot of stuff. I don't want to overwhelm people, but I think this is a great place to start.
0: Yeah, so it's just it's one of those things that you just don't want to get defensive when somebody says, you know, you cost too much or why is this fee there?
1: Getting defensive is probably the worst thing you could do. And And don't assume that they know how amazing you are. It feels kind of weird to some people to have to tell people how amazing you are and explain it, but you don't have to do it in a way that's braggy and sounds ick, you just do it in a nice way. Be like, you know what? Thank you. I would love to tell you why, you know, most landscapers do this, this, but we do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And that's why we might be a little bit more expensive.
0: Yeah. And you know, and and the other thing too, is to be able to ask open-ended questions. When you're asking, you know, find out more information from the person, if they just ask yes or no questions, you're not going to dig deep into if their concern is that your cost too much. Well, you know, what were you expecting? Did you have an expectation of a certain price point before? Asking That type is important. is, is really important. You know, did you have a budget that we're expected to work with? You know, when we spoke to you on the phone, you you know, had a budget of $10,000, but, you know, mm-hmm. when I gave you this price, we're a little under, and now you're...
1: Just pull all the juicy bits yeah. of information out now because you might yeah. not be a match. Yeah. Maybe they don't care if you do really good work and you have all this 15-point inspection. Maybe they're like, I just want somebody to come out who's super cheap and only checks one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, fine. Yeah. Then you can yeah. you can then go find that person, but then just like move on with your life. Like, okay, yeah. we're not a match. Bye.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and like one of the things I, I recommended to the person that reached out about the fee was you can say, yeah, I understand there there are cheaper options out there. However, to resolve this issue on the first time, ninety eight percent of times we come out there, we're able to get it done right away on the first time without any future callbacks and callouts on this. So mm-hmm. kind of your giving them kind of the ROI on this, why the the value is there. So again, it goes back to me educating, showing the value of your services that you're providing. That's where you can be comparing apples to apples, but if they don't see the value in what you're doing. Well, they think they're, they're
1: comparing apples to apples, well, but re- they're really comparing well, apples true. to oranges. True. You're the orange and they don't know it.
0: Yeah, and I think too, also being upfront with your pricing is very important. Now, obviously you know, like big design projects, you're not gonna know all that stuff.
1: What do you mean by being upfront with your pricing?
0: So this irrigation person has that we talked about here, they have all their pricing on their page. That's all clear. On their laid website. On their website. They have all their service fees kind of laid out on there. When you talk to the person on the phone and say, just even say, for example, stepping away from the irrigation, going to a landscape design or something like that. It's important to kind of get a budget from that person and be aware, like after talking to them, you know, they sound like they want a hundred thousand dollar project. But only for $10,000, you could be like, you know, I'm sorry, this, what you kind of explained to me what you're wanting here, you know, you want a fire pit and an outdoor kitchen, and water features. In our past, we've done projects like this, and they've ranged anywhere from eighty dollars to $100,000, mm-hmm. you know, and you're telling me $10,000, we need to kind of reevaluate here.
1: But here's what we can do for yeah. you for $10,000. Yeah. And that
0: this is where, obviously, it's where some of your experience comes into play. But you need to have an idea of what certain things cost and be able to pull that information out from the customer, especially from the get go.
1: Yep. I think so, it's all good stuff
0: yeah so there's a, there's a lot of things goes into it and this is something that does just take practice for you especially based on the types of services you provide and this is one of the things that we do in the in the inner circle mm-hmm. we just went through these and we went through objections
1: we had people role-playing yeah. and doing stuff like that which once again everyone thinks it's awkward everyone feels no. awkward oh, role-playing yeah. i mean there might be some people that enjoy it most people feel awkward but would you rather go ahead and role play in an environment that is safe with other landscapers that are all trying to do the same thing so that way you're prepared for it the next time you go out on a job? Or would you rather just be like, no, I don't need to do that. And then mm-hmm. when it does come up on a job, you're stumbling, you don't know what to say, you have no idea how you're going to react, and you're just shooting from the hip.
0: It's better be prepared for these types of things beforehand because I've heard people say, well, I don't want to act like I'm reading from the script. Well, you're obviously going to take these and make them into your tone, your voice and the way you speak. But these are all, you know, things that we've given you even here today. It's or somewhere to things. start. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. You, you can't we can't it. do your
1: push ups for yeah. you. You can't outsource your push ups. Yeah. You're going to still have to do it. But but we can give you the what you need to get started and the yeah. basic bare bones outline for it.
0: Yeah. So I encourage you guys, you know, look at your business, look at again, how you're responding to your customers. How do you respond currently if they tell you you're too high and start making some of these lists, start making some scripts of how you can respond to it in a better way or to educate the customer, you know, even going back To the initial contact point, when you're speaking to them on the phone, they're filling out a form, they're looking at your website, go back, look at it, again, from your customer's view through their eyes, and how do you want them to be educated, to understand the value? Again, it's all the communication.
1: And the sooner you start communicating well, like Scott said, from the minute you're taking out information, the sooner you start communicating well, the easier it will be, Mm -hmm. the fewer objections they'll have. Yes. So...
0: Yeah, get it all out of the way at the beginning and make it easier (laughs) in the end, trust me. So. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today and hope you have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Millionaire Landscaper Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty, means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. we honestly believe this is one of the keys to success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.